This is a Soulfire production. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I wasn't planning on podcasting today, but I'm feeling very inspired and wanted to jump on here and record something around a topic I've been thinking about a lot recently, which is cultivating deep relationships. And I've had episodes recently around this topic, but cultivating that depth in relationship, not just romantically, but in friendships, vulnerability, curiosity, just because this is something that I feel like is coming up in every conversation I've been having with friends, with clients. And I have been kind of in a spiral around this, reflecting on this so deeply for myself in the last few weeks. So I thought I would jump on and share my thoughts, the usual, who knows where we will end up. But I know this is something that a lot of people crave and are feeling that craving even more and more deeply right now to really have vulnerable, deep connections and and seeing this contrast with other relationships in their life. It, it really just takes one person. It just takes one person, one conversation to be an example of what is possible in terms of depth in relationship and vulnerability and feeling so seen, so heard, so loved. And when you have that one example, it can set off this deeper craving for that everywhere in your life, understandably so. So I want to explore that a bit. But before we jump in, a couple of quick announcements. So first, the audiobook for my new book, Manifestation Mastery, is available. I know a lot of you were waiting for the audiobook, and it is available earlier than I expected, which is great. They were able to edit it. Edit it? <laughs> wow much more quickly than than we thought. So it is available. So if you're looking to get the audiobook version, which I know many people are waiting for, but also even if you got the hardcover version, I just feel like this is a text that is so helpful to have in multiple formats. And you will get something different out of it every single time you read it because it is a channel text. So you're receiving that frequency, but also sometimes when you hear it, hear it read, you will receive the transmission in a different way. You will pick up different things and channeled information does really well when it is read or heard out loud, which is why I really recommend with my channel messages, you know, a lot of the ones I post on YouTube and in the membership, just having them on in the background because it lands a little bit differently. So you kind of get a different experience with it. So if you do want to get the audiobook, it's available on Audible. You can just search Manifestation Mastery and get the audiobook there. I recorded it. So, I mean, if you want to listen to me talk for seven hours, you probably already do that. <laughs> so there we go. And also don't forget, if you have read the book and it is positively impacting you, if you want to show some support, if you just take a couple of minutes to leave an Amazon review, a rating and review, that is the best way that you can show support for this book launch. Ratings and reviews on Amazon are the way that more people are going to find out about the book. And I just really want as many people as possible to get their hands on this information because I really do think it is so liberating and so important. And, you know, I'm just trying, trying to help out the planet here. It's, that's my job. I really just want people to be happy and to remember their power. So if you just search Manifestation Mastery on Amazon and leave a rating and a review, you can leave that there and then take a screenshot and email it into media at christinathechannel.com and we will send you a free bonus chapter and bonus chapter is really good. I'm just going to say it. It like blew my mind. 
<laughs> there's certain things they said where I was like, whoa, that just that just hit me deep. So audiobook is available. That's update number one. And then update number two is that the Channel Collective is opening on, I think the day this comes out. Yeah, February 21st. So the membership will be open for this week only. It'll close on the 25th. Enrollment will. You can get all of the information at christinathechannel.com slash membership. But the Channel Collective is a huge resource library with really everything you need for your personal development, spiritual growth, pretty much every resource you can need. So there's a whole meditation library. There are daily invocations, daily practices, morning practices, evening practices, all of the things you need to keep your energy field clear, balanced, aligned, balance your chakras, all of that in between work. And I always have my my one-on-one clients utilize that membership for in-between sessions because, you know, we can do a whole session. And if they're not also doing that energetic maintenance, they're going to kind of get off balance again. The key with frequency work is consistency. And this is core to my life. This is core to my lifestyle. And in this membership, I put all of the tools I use. So there's a whole library of channeled messages. There are all the the daily invocations I use, all the practices I use, all of the exclusive meditations. There are trainings on manifestation and intuition, relationship, all of the health information you need. I have all of the health protocols that I used to use as an NTP. So if you're looking to realign your physical body, then there are calls every single month. So you get that connection with the community. There's a Q&A call where you can ask any questions, get some coaching. There is the manifestation call, which is all around manifestation. It is so much fun. And then the monthly energy healing session, which that alone pays for itself. So you get that monthly high 70 energy healing session. There are a few different tiers to pick from. I can't recommend this enough. I can't recommend this enough. And to me, I actually think this is the most transformative container I offer, but it requires you to actually use it, right? For you to be consistent with it, but it is the most valuable and it's also the least expensive. So I can't recommend stepping into this enough. This is you investing in you and and choosing your expansion, your growth, and having that really high frequency community of people who really get you. So enrollment's open until the 25th of February. And again, you can go to christinathechannel.com slash membership to learn more. I am so excited to announce that my new book, Manifestation Mastery, How to Shift Your Reality and Co-Create with the Universe, is officially available for purchase right now. This book is a really comprehensive guide to manifestation and how the energetics of attraction really work. It is the perfect resource if you are ready to really learn how to raise your frequency, become truly magnetic, and make manifestation your lifestyle. If you really want to understand how manifestation works, I highly recommend checking out this book. The book is a completely channeled text and is super activating, so only get your hands on it if you are ready to truly shift your life. As always, I am so grateful for all of your support during this launch, the way that this community has supported me It truly, truly means the world, and I really couldn't have done this without you, so thank you so much for that. And as an extra thank you for anybody who leaves a review for the book on Amazon, you can submit that at manifestationmasterybook.com 
bookbeat.com and get a free bonus chapter that goes along with the book that no one else has access to. So if you want to be one of the first people to get your hands on this book, Manifestation Mastery, and if you want that free bonus chapter, just head to manifestationmasterybook.com and you can find all of the information there. You can head straight to Amazon to find the book as well. When you get it, be sure to tag me on social media at Christina the channel so that I can see that you're reading it. I can see which parts you are loving and I can repost you and say thank you so much for supporting me with this book. And if it does resonate with you, tell everybody you know. Let's spread the love. Let's spread the high vibes, all of the manifestation magic. That is my goal with this book. So again, all information you can find at manifestationmasterybook.com. And I can't wait for you to get your hands on this. Now let's dive into, I don't even know where I want to go with this, but I've been thinking a lot about deep relationships and vulnerability in relationships and curiosity from a few different lenses. And I'm sure you guys heard recently the podcast with Mimi and Chase. And we talk about this a lot. Just, you know, they're some of my best friends, deep connection, deep love. But it's something that comes up with so many of my clients who are feeling like they don't have deep friendships, who feel like their relationships are surface level. And for me, I I have kind of re-stepped into this area of exploration with meeting new people. I've had a lot of new people kind of come into my sphere in the last few months and dating. This is something that a couple of years ago when I was just like dating a lot, <laughs> I really struggled with of like, why are people not curious? Why are people not curious? Why do people not ask questions? And just feeling that frequency gap between where I wanted to have the conversation and where it was at and feeling like, why is this person not meeting me here? And I have a lot of friends right now who are, who are dating as well. So we talk about this all the time. And so I've just been really reflecting on, on kind of like my path to having such vulnerable, deep relationships, because the truth is that every relationship in my life is is very a very deep connection. I don't have surface level relationships. I don't have surface level conversations to be honest. And you know what's funny is at the book launch party um Ekis Marketing through it, which is great. And I was talking to Whitney who owns Ekis Marketing. She was saying, you know what's funny at this party, every other party we throw, it's like everybody's kind of just small talking, they come in, grab a drink, small talk, you know, the music's louder. And I've never seen a party like this where everybody wanted to have like real deep conversations. And we kept having to turn the music down because people were having like deep conversations. And I told her, I said, that's just my crowd. Like everybody here is so deep, so vulnerable. Like we don't even like to have a surface level conversations. And where does that come from? You know, it's funny when I first, when I first ran No BS Biz School, it became very apparent like, whoa, this is a really big contrast for a lot of people. I had a lot of clients. I had a lot of clients. I mean, these were larger groups I was running. Basically say that biz school put all of their relationships into perspective because on our weekly calls, there's just a certain frequency of conversation and they would realize, oh shit, I don't talk to any of my other friends like this. And they would start to kind of get addicted to that vibration of conversation. And then it became harder and harder for them to have conversations with their friends. And it's starting to realize like who who is a vibrational match for me. And I started to think this is really interesting. And it started to connect for me with with channeling a lot and 
especially in the last few months as really everything that's coming through is around relationships and love. And they talk a lot about the frequency of love and most people don't really know what that means. Like what we call love, is that really the vibration of love or are we just using that term to use it? Which I think a lot of people just do. A lot of people call codependency and obligation love and and it's not really you know, so that's just a totally different thing that the frequency of love, really feeling that it can be a new vibration for people, similar to the frequency of truth. When people come across somebody who really speaks their truth or they come across a deep truth, it can be very triggering if you're not used to that frequency because it is so potent. It is so powerful. And if you're not used to facing that within yourself, if you're not used to other people speaking their truth, it can be very triggering. And it can be the same thing with love, where if you haven't really felt that frequency of love or that that depth, that vulnerability, at the beginning, it can feel kind of triggering and like, wait, is this safe? Because your body is used to <laughs> the trauma response. Your body is used to, is just used to something different. But then the thing is that I, I know for me, and I see this all the time with other people in my life, once you learn what it's like to have really deep connections and have that vulnerability and that safe space and to feel so seen, so loved, so understood, you don't want to settle for anything less, right? Once you feel that frequency of love, that real divine love, like you, you just can't. Because you know how how good it can be. It, it's very similar to with the physical body. I think about how for a long time, I really didn't realize how shitty I felt. And then once you know what it's like to feel good, anytime you're out of alignment with that, you're like, I, I won't settle for this because now I know how good I can feel. So why would I settle for anything less? And And when this comes up in relationships, it can be a big ego death of like, oh shit, like, It's not that any of these people are bad or wrong, but I'm realizing I'm craving something so much deeper. And I think a lot of us are really craving that on a very deep level. And I think this is what contributes to a lot of, I'll say say depression, sadness for many people are just feeling like the outsider. And I think about myself and I've been reflecting on, you know, how, how did I like get to this space? I feel so grateful and lucky that all of the relationships in my life are are very vulnerable and deep. And it's like, I think anybody who knows me, you know, you're not going to come in and have a surface level conversation, but I just, it's not like everything is heavy, but it's like, I'm just straightforward. I'm very direct. I'm very real. I'm also very goofy. I think people who might not know me personally, because my work can be very serious, might like, might not realize like, because my work is so serious. If you know me, I'm like, I'm like a five-year-old. Uh, and I, like to crack jokes and I'm just ridiculous. My friends know that, right? <laughs> but it's kind of realizing I like having that contrast and I'm really weird. Like if you listen to this show, you know I'm really weird and I'm very sarcastic and I crack a lot of jokes. But even when I'm in that energy, like my vibration, <laughs> my energy field, I, I just, it's not surface level still, right? It's not, it's not surface level. But that depth and connection, you know, it's like you can be laughing with someone, joking with somebody and just feeling into the vibration of the connection, the vibration of the friendship or romantic relationship. And like you, you're like, this is this is deep. This is real. I feel seen like as a whole overall in this in this relationship, I feel deeply seen and understood. And that person just gets me on a deep level. And the thing is that, to be honest, I'm very used to being the person that (laughs) Is kind of like the the trigger point for people, whether that has been in my different programs, the channel collective, just friends, like 
I meet people through business, whatever. I'm so used to people telling me like, you know what? I don't know what it is, but through these conversations with you, I'm starting to realize like I don't have as many deep connections as I want, or I'm just realizing, well, there's like something else out there. And it's like, yeah, come join the party. There's, <laughs> we're all, we're all over here waiting for you. But if I think about for me, my journey with that and what it has taken to actually create that, because, because I, I choose that reality, right? And I think about as a kid, I was always very introspective, very outspoken very intuitive. And I, as a, as a child, like I would always just say things that triggered people because I'm, I'm just very direct. I'm very blunt and it's coming from a place of love, but I just don't really see how sugarcoating anything is going to serve anybody. Like let's, let's get to the meat. Right. And I always felt kind of like, just like the oddball out or like something wasn't matching up really like all the time. And I, you know, I had a this was like from a young age, like in my family, very young age. And then growing up and with, with friends, it was like, I had a lot of friends, but I always just felt like what is missing. And I had a couple of friends here and there, like certain people I would meet where I'm like, we are on the same wavelength. And it was like, you just like, this person gets me, this person gets me on such a deep level. And I could have really deep conversations with, and my best friend growing up on Elise, she her and I would always just like, every time we hung out, all we would do is we would lay on the ground of my bedroom or her bedroom, or we would go, we would go park outside and, and lay in the bed of her truck and look at the stars. And we would just talk about like the meaning of life. <laughs> and we, we would always say, do other people talk like this? Like, why is it just us? And we would at the time be like, you're the only person I can have these conversations with. And everybody else thinks that you know, we're weird or nobody else will talk about this with us. And we just always felt like very different. You know, it's, it's just funny thinking back to that. And I would tell her like, I don't want to have conversations that aren't like this. Like, I really want to understand why I'm here and what we're here for. And I really want, I really want that depth with, with love, you know, and, and that shows up in every relationship. But what I really craved was to be seen, to be heard, to understood, for somebody to really get me, like to really see me. And I started to understand that for anybody else to really get me, I had to really get myself. And so very early on, I became obsessed with understanding myself. (laughs) I became obsessed with learning about myself because I realized that if I could learn about myself and why I was the way I was, what my feelings were, what I really liked, what I really craved, then I could actually express that to other people. And if I could express it to other people, then there was a very clear, like you're either for me or you're not. And I'm not somebody that likes to beat around the bush. I'm the kind of person, I mean, I'm very much an overshare more than an undershare in most, in most contexts, let's be honest. But I'd rather just lay all the cards out on the table and be like, look, are you in or are you not? And because I've always been like that, very straightforward from the beginning, I kind of set the tone in relationships of like, hey, this is, <laughs> this is how we communicate here. So it started with asking myself a lot of questions and really exploring myself. And with all of those questions, I asked myself in this deep level of reflection and introspection, 
it just became normal for me because that was my inner world. So I was just creating this inner world where I was obsessed with learning about myself and knowing why I was the way I was and releasing any judgment and just being curious and asking myself a lot of questions. And because I got so used to that, that was what was normal to me in my own inner world, in my own inner dialogue, in my own journal, whatever, with with my spirit guides. (laughs) And then it just became normal for me to bring that into other relationships. And as I started to really explore those questions and those types of conversations, I was feeling in my body like, this is interesting. This is lighting me up. And I'm somebody who, it's like, I'm either just bored. I'm like, I don't want to be here. Or I'm like so into it, right? My sacral is, yes, this is yummy. I'm so excited about it. And when you know how that feels to be like so turned on by the conversation, again, it's like, I I really don't want anything else. And what I learned created that was, really good questions. And sometimes, you know, these would be questions that somebody would ask me or I would ask myself and be like, whoa, there's a lot to dive into here. And this is exciting for me because I love to learn. I love to learn. I love to explore. And I feel like my love for psychology, I studied psych in college, but I remember when I first took psych in high school and I mean, it was my favorite class, obviously. And I really sat with, why am I so obsessed with with how people work. Like, I just think people are so fascinating. They're so fascinating. Like, why are you doing the things you're doing? Why are you saying the things that you're saying? And to be honest, to be honest, the reason why I was so obsessed with psychology and learning why people are the way they are was because, first of all, I wanted to understand, like, at the time I thought, what's wrong with me? Like, why am I so different from other people? And at the time, I was really struggling with really intense anxiety, a lot of phobias. I had clinical depression, and I just felt really different because of that. And I felt like, how come nobody else around me feels things so deeply? How come my, you know, my friends can just see these things going on, experience these things, and just shrug it off? And why does it affect me so deeply where I can't even function? And I, at the time, felt like something was really wrong with me, you know, when I'm, what, 16, 17? And I wanted to understand, like, why am I, why why am I like this? Why am I so different? And with that, I was desperate to understand. And again, this was just where I was at at that point in my life when I was young. I was, I was really in victim mindset. Like, let's be honest. But I wanted to understand. I felt like I had been hurt by a lot of people and I couldn't understand why, because I felt like I was such a giver and always there for people. And really tried my best to be there for for everybody to the best of my ability and show up with love. And I felt like I just kept getting betrayed and backstabbed and hurt. And there were so many situations where it just, it didn't compute for me. Like why, why would somebody do that? Because there had to be a reason in my head. There, like there, in my head, I was like, there has to be a reason why, why this is happening logically. Like p- do people really just have these emotions and change overnight. And I had a lot of that kind of like Jekyll and Hyde energy popping up in my life, which is a whole other story, but with people around me and I'm like, how can people just flip a switch? Like I didn't get it. And I was so out of, I mean, in some ways, you know, I was so in touch with my emotions, but I was actually so out of touch with them because I wanted this logical explanation for everything. And so I became obsessed with, with why people are the way they are because I wanted to understand myself and and my own life. And 
I wanted there to be a reason for a reason that I could understand for the times that I felt misunderstood, for the times I felt hurt, for the things that, you know, people were doing in their own lives around me that I just, I, I couldn't comprehend for why people were treating each other the way they were. And I mean, I was, cr- I was so, it might sound very odd if, if you don't feel this, but I know a lot of people listening to this are also empaths or intuitives, but I mean, I had a really, really hard time growing up when I would watch people get hurt around me or if the news was on or if I'd watch TV and I literally felt it in my body, like it was happening. And I would just cry every night. Like, how can there be so much suffering and so many mean people in the world? And my, my parents really didn't know how to answer that. It's like, I don't know, like we get desensitized to it, but I felt it so strongly. And I was like, I, I can't, I, I can't understand this. I can't understand why anybody would, would do that to anybody. You know, just very innocent questions of, of a seven-year-old <laughs> when I started really diving in there. I think by now we all know that I basically live off of beverages and people always ask me what I'm drinking. Every single morning, I drink Organifi green juice. I'm obsessed with it. If you want a natural energy boost without any extra caffeine, I highly recommend green juice. If you don't want to add caffeine to your routine, if you're not doing caffeine, or if you already had your cup of coffee and you just don't want to add more, can't recommend green juice enough. It is so delicious. It has this really unique like minty flavor. I like to just put a scoop in some water and then I put some nut milk in it and it makes it extra creamy. It's so good. I have it every single morning. And what I love about it is it really feels like an all-in-one product. So I used to every morning have a ton of powders I put into all of my beverages, but with green juice, I just put a scoop in and I get 11 different superfoods that are amazing for detoxifying the body. So I talk a lot about natural support for detoxification. It is so important nowadays with all the toxins we are exposed to. And especially if you're working on raising your vibration, making manifestation your lifestyle, some gentle detoxification support in a natural way is going to be really helpful for your body. Plus it has some of my favorite foods for decalcifying the pineal gland if you're looking to upgrade your intuition. Seriously, it's all in one. So some of my favorite ingredients in green juice, moringa, which is incredible for improving skin health, naturally boosting energy. I got really into moringa a couple of years ago, the first time Darren Oline was on the podcast and mentioned it then. There's also ashwagandha in green juice, which is an Ayurvedic adaptogen that balances out the stress hormones in our bodies. Another reason why I love to have this in the morning, balance out my cortisol levels. There is also spirulina and chlorella. I try and get a lot of spirulina and chlorella into my diet. Algae is truly a superfood loaded with micronutrients and great for pineal gland decalcification. Green juice also has beets, turmeric, mint, wheatgrass, lemon, coconut water. All 11 ingredients work together to give you a natural detox support plus a natural energy boost. And it tastes so good. So if you want to hop on the green juice ritual, my favorite morning ritual, or try out any of Organifi's other products, because I literally use them all, I'm telling you, I'm on the Organifi diet. It's real deal. Just go to Organifi.com slash CTC, and my code CTC will get you 20% off your order. That's Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash CTC, and that code CTC will get you 20% off your order. And be sure to tag me on Instagram stories when you get your order in the mail so that I can see what you got. So that is where it started of me just wanting to understand myself 
And I had a lot of relationships. I had so many friends. Uh, and I just felt like, why do I always feel like there's some level of disconnect? Like I have all these people who say they love me and we're really good friends and I care about them a lot, but there's just still feels like, do you even know me? Like, how well do you know me? Right. It just felt like surface level and surface level conversations. And at the time, you know, I was in the classic, like we just drank and partied every weekend. It was the same shit over and over again, different versions of the same thing. And I'm like, I remember there was one point towards the end of high school. I was like, oh my God, for the last two years, literally every, I can't, I don't know which weekend was what. It, it's just the same thing every single time. It's just one giant weekend that got blurred together over the last two or three years. And I thought, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm, I'm just a zombie moving through my life and none of this is fulfilling me. And that was a big part of my, my depression. I was looking for fulfillment. I was looking for that depth. I was looking for deeper conversations. I was looking to be really seen. And I, you know, really realized, well, if I, if I, I can't force people around me to be curious or to care. And that's really what I wanted. I was like, I just want somebody around me to like care. Do people not actually care? People will ask, how are you? They don't really mean it. And so I just turned inward and I thought, well, I just, I'm just going to explore this myself. And I was kind of in that energy for a while and just feeling like, oh my God, all these surface level conversations, what am I going to do here? And it was really through when I started my blog and my podcast, I mean, blog first. And I was like, I'm just going to spill my soul. Like there, I mean, people have to be thinking, feeling the same thing as me. And if they're not, whatever, but I just needed to get it out. I just needed to get it out. I was like, I don't even care if people think I'm weird. And I got very vulnerable, <laughs> right? And I just shared all kinds of things that I was thinking and feeling. And the response was incredible. This is how I so quickly attracted in soulmates, so many soulmate friends, so many deep connections. And this was like the, the OG Instagram days when it wasn't a total shit show. And I, would, I was sharing everything. And I, just immediately, like just me being authentically me and going straight in for the, this is what I'm feeling. Like I'm going to talk about all these things that other people are too afraid to say, but this is what we're thinking. This is how I'm feeling. I, I immediately attracted in people who were such close friends and my closest friends to this day, a lot of them are people I met during that time. And that was a really beautiful repatterning for me where I realized, wow, the more I just share myself and, and I put my heart out there first, that's actually the fastest way to get people who are aligned to come straight to me. And yeah, it weeds out a lot of the people who aren't ready for that depth of conversation. But if I want this type of conversation to be, to be had in my life, in my relationships, I have to set the tone there and I have to be vulnerable first. And all of those relationships that I attracted in because of that, they were all so deep and there weren't surface level conversations and we're going places and exploring things and having so much fun. And I was feeling really, really seen, really heard, really loved. And that's when I realized, holy shit, so many of the friends that I thought were some of my closest friends before this, great people, love them, but it was a different frequency. It was a different frequency. It was 
it was like, it was good. It was, it was fun. This is it. Like, and then this is it. This is, this is love. This is really being seen. This is truth. This is solid. This is soulmate level. And with that, that shift, I started to realize, and then starting to work with clients and, you know, life goes on and I'm having more conversations and I'm thinking, wow, a lot of people actually haven't experienced friendships like this, relationships like this, right? I mean, let alone romantic partnerships, which is a whole other conversation. But I think that that's what we crave. And it, it was really cool. Earlier today, I was doing an Instagram live with Mimi and she brought this up and it was like, this was connected for me really clearly for the first time today in this conversation. It's still on my feed if you want to watch it, but we were talking about how, how, what do we really crave? We crave divine love and partnership, like in a romantic relationship, that is our direct pathway to accessing that divine, divine love. And I think about it for me, from my perspective, how I thought about this was, okay, I know very clearly, like, you know, I'm, I'm from somewhere else. I drop into this human thing and I'm feeling intensely as a young child, this contrast. I'm not used to these lower vibrations. I'm not used to this roller coaster of emotions. I'm not used to this anger and hate and judgment and lies all, all, all around me on this planet. Right. I know this is a little quantum, but just stay, stay with me. Right. I'm like, and so, and that's what a lot of kids experience. It's such an intense contrast. They're used to being somewhere else where it's just divine love. Everything is love. There's collaboration, there's love. And then you drop into this human thing and it's like, what the hell is this? It's so aggressive. How can people be so mean or judgmental? I'm not used to this. You know, we're not conscious of that, of that. That's why, but now we can be. And I'm very aware of that and, and very aware of that's why I felt a lot of the things I felt as a kid, just from like a starseed perspective. And it only makes sense then that, of course, I'm going to crave these relationships that are truly rooted in the vibration of love. Like I'm coming back home to myself, coming back home to who we naturally are, beings of love, coming back home to that remembrance of like, hey, this is actually what it's like. This is what we're, we're meant to be experiencing, like true unconditional love, feeling that frequency. And a lot of what we call love, again, it's codependency, it's obligation, it's circumstance, it's we live around each other, we're by each other. And one of, one of the books that really made me think about this, I mean, I forget how long this must have been forever. I mean, forever ago when this first came out. Um, this is before I was into spirituality or anything a long time ago. Uh, Modern Romance by Aziz Ansari, if you haven't read that book. I haven't read that in years, but I, I read it when it first came out and it just, it blew my mind. And it was at the time when there was a period in college when I thought I wanted to go into be a relationship therapist. And I was studying under somebody who was a relationship therapist. And I was like obsessed with relationships and like, why do people date each other and marry each other? And what are the dynamics there? And it's so funny because I think about everything I learned then. And then I compare it to what I've learned now being more in the spiritual conscious relationship space. And I'm like, it was, it was honestly a joke to be honest, just my opinion, but I think, you know, whatever it was undergrad. So didn't go all the way into it. But anyway, a lot of people marry each other 
because we're close to each other. We've been around each other our whole lives. We have a lot in common. It's like, do you though? Do you though? There's somebody in my life who, oh man, how do I even describe this story? I'm going to say very vague, but (laughs) somebody close to me and she was starting to date somebody who once it was just the same pattern. And I'm like, I can't, all these surface level relationships, desperate to be in a relationship, which whatever, I'm just very the opposite. Like I would rather be single forever than have a relationship that it doesn't have depth. Like I, 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 I could get more depth with myself. <laughs> I'm very good at being single. So it, it really just like ruffles my feathers when people settle. Cause I'm like, why are you settling? You could, why are you settling? I don't understand. But she was telling me, no, I really, really like, he's great. I think he's the one, whatever. She's like, we have so much in common. And I'm like, what do you have in common? Please tell me. And she, she, she lists off bands they like and movies they like and food they both like. Half of which I will just say, which made it worse. Half of which I was like, you don't even like those things. And she's like, well, I can learn to like them. I'm thinking, what is this? And (laughs) now that I think about this, this is so funny. And I'm sitting there just thinking, I didn't even say it at the time. This is a long time ago. But it stood out in my mind because it was just like a shift in me internally. Like, holy shit, people do this. People think like this. I'm thinking, who cares if you like the same band? Like, honestly, like, okay, that's great if you do, right? That's great if you have some of those commonalities. Not a bad thing. It's super helpful. It's really nice, right? But that's actually not like the, I'm like, is that the foundation for this marriage that you want to step into? That you like the same band? What about your core values? What about the way in which you see the world? Because here's the thing. This is where relationships break down. Look at what's happened in the last few years. Look at what's happened with the world. And there have been a lot of very controversial things coming up. And it's like, how do you communicate through that? What are your communication styles like? But with, with a lot of the things that have come up and like your, your values, your morals, are you on the same page? And I don't even like for me, I know it's, it's very different than how people talk, but to me, it's like, are you a vibrational match? Are you a vibrational match? And this was something that came up in the relationship activation set. And I, everybody was like, oh, yeah, there we go. But I was really reflecting on this because it's something that the guides have brought up to me that I just kind of was like, oh, I feel triggered by this. And it's basically just this question of, is love really built? Is it really, does it really grow real, real love that lasts? Or is it simply a matter of frequency match? And this is where I think, you know, the more you're doing your own personal development work and really understanding yourself, there's that level of like, you know, earlier on, cause you're so clear in what you need and what, what you want, what you're looking for. You're so clear in yourself. You're really emitting your, your vibration quite clearly. And then you attract in people who are in alignment with that. And when you're loving your life, you're not willing to to settle for anything. Right. And this idea of like compromise. Right. And it's like, but when you like really 
love someone where you compromise, it doesn't feel like a sacrifice, <laughs> right? It doesn't feel like a, it doesn't feel like sacrificing yourself. I'm going off on a tangent, but where I'm going with this is how do we actually create these deep relationships? Here, here's my experience, right? My relationships are, I feel all very vulnerable and people often tell me like that I'm a safe space and I feel really honored to be that safe space. And I love that. I love that people trust me. I mean, I'm a vault (laughs) and I also know though that like I set that container and that has started with me deeply understanding myself and deeply knowing myself. I have to deeply know myself if I'm going to express that to somebody else. I'm not going to feel safe to be seen by anyone else if I can't see myself. And with that, I ask a lot of questions. I ask a lot of questions that can make people feel, I know a little like off put sometimes if that's new for them. I remember I, I went out with this guy and we, it was like our second date and he goes, <laughs> he goes, I think you know me better than people who have known me in my whole life. And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, you just ask like such good questions. I, and it's like moments like that where I'm like, people are not getting asked questions that matter. Right. But where does that curiosity come from? I'm very curious about myself. And I've been thinking about how sometimes people don't like when I ask them questions. And then why do some people not ask questions themselves? Because I've come across this where like, I brought this up another podcast, but it's like, I'm very inquisitive. I want to know about people. I want to like see the real them and I ask questions. And to me, the way I always say my love language is questions. The way I feel close to somebody is if I'm sharing a lot about myself is if they're asking me questions, like they're genuinely curious about me and going in for it, you know, but I was talking to my friend Kaylee about this and one of the things we were exploring, she was like, well, people aren't going to ask you deep questions if they don't want to be asked those questions themselves, right? So this is where if, if somebody is avoiding that deep exploration of themselves, those deep truths within themselves, really doing all of that deep work to know themselves, of course, they're not going to ask somebody else those same questions because they don't want that turnaround back on them, probably not even thinking about it. And then I think about somebody like me, which I'm, I'm not saying this, like, (laughs) it's not, it's not a better than worse than thing. It's just something about me. It is very rare for me, like very rare. There's maybe three people in my life who ask me questions that I have not ever asked myself, you know, and sometimes people will try and ask things to like, I don't know, I can tell they're like trying to get me to think of something. I'm like, trust, trust me. I know myself better than anybody else. Like I'm, I'm in there, I'm in there deep. And for me, that has been core for what I do with channeling, with coaching. I mean, to channel, you have to be you have to be so comfortable with truth. You have to be so comfortable with getting your ego out of the way. And all of that, like the muscle that, that I had to build, that I have to build and keep strong is surrender, is openness, is looking at all the parts of my shadow, being brutally honest with myself. And that's just my norm. It doesn't bother me. To me, it's just like, what's the truth? I need to know. And so I'm very much like that with other people. And so I ask, I ask st- straight up questions, I ask to the point questions, and that opens up the conversation to be more vulnerable. But I'm also not afraid to start that with myself. So if I'm 
ever looking to, you know, open up a relationship more or set the tone, I will, I will very much open up myself. So I will share something that feels very deep, very personal. So that person then feels safe to share something with me, you know, so it's kind of like extending the olive branch where it's, it's making them feel safer. And because I'm trying to normalize that within the conversation and basically say, Hey, it's okay. You can like, you can go in there. Like one, actually one of my favorite things is when people ask me, like, it's funny. Like, I don't think of it as poking because I like it. It's like, it's my love language, but I'm like, sometimes I'll say to my friends, I'm like, yeah, poke, (laughs) go in, ask me stuff. Like I, I'm not afraid to be vulnerable. And then I'm setting the frequency of, of the conversation that way. And this is what cultivates those deep relationships. And that's been one of the biggest things that I have learned through podcasting. And one of the reasons why I love podcasting is with podcasting, I mean, so many of the guests that have come on, it's like we have one conversation and we go deep and I have this open space to ask somebody like anything and I'll, I'll go in there. And so often after that one conversation, I leave and I'm, I'm friends with that person, right? We're, we're friends. And it really, this is, this is shifting the way we view building a relationship, okay? And I'm somebody where I don't need a lot of time to build a strong relationship with somebody. Let's just think about that. <laughs> People have this belief. It's like, oh, I have to see this person this many times or, oh, it's over time. And sure, okay, you can play by those rules, but here's the truth. If you are setting up the space to have a deep conversation, if you're just getting straight to the point, it's actually not about time. I can't tell you how many times I have gotten coffee with somebody or dinner. We spend one or two hours together and it's like, soul family. All right, cool. We're best friends. You're just in my life now. Done. We didn't, we didn't need five months of prepping. It's like, got in there, had a great conversation. I can tell, like, let's just peel back all the illusions, all the layers. Are we a vibrational match or not? Like, can you go there with me? Right? <laughs> like, can you go there? Can you hold that vibration? And that also requires me holding that frequency though. And I've talked about this in different places, but I'm going to bring it up again here, which is like giving people a chance. And I think about, for example, when I started really changing a lot of the relationships in my life and doing a lot of self-exploration work and deciding I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just not going to waste my time in like surface level situations anymore. I, I got a little judgmental with people from my past. I feel like where I just had decided, I decided for them, like, we never had this type of relationship before. I don't think they would want to have this kind of conversation. So I'm just going to assume that they're not into it. And like, that was not fair of me to judge. And then I realized like, what if I just showed up differently and shifted the space so that maybe they could show up differently? So I did. And this is what really shifted a lot of relationships in my life where there were people where before we had a very surface level conversation, but I said, I'm going to hold this vibration. I'm not going to adjust down to, to what we're used to I'm going to hold this and see, can you come here with me? And so I showed up differently. And a lot of people in my life shifted in alignment with that. People want the opportunity. A lot of people want to have deeper conversations. A lot of people want to have vulnerable conversations, deep connection. They just don't know how, or they haven't had an example of that. And again, this doesn't mean everything is heavy and serious. (laughs) It's not all heavy and serious. I like can't, I, I can't. But it's just cutting the bullshit. It's being honest. It's, it's being honest. It's just always being honest. 
And if you can't be honest with yourself, how, how could you ever feel safe to, to let somebody fully see you? I think this is so important, especially with romantic relationships. I mean, this is the problem. People get into relationships, they get married, and then, and then they do their personal growth work. And then it's like this awkward space of, holy shit, I realized I'm a completely different person. Is my partner still going to love me for being this person? Am I going to choose to stay the old version of myself that's really just an illusion, a shell of who I really am so that this person feels safer, more comfortable? being afraid that they that they won't love the real you which may or may not be true right again it's giving people a chance and a lot of people want to go deeper and if if they don't then that, i think that's something to learn sooner rather than later but the thing is like for me i can't have deep relationships if i don't deeply know myself and deeply see myself and give myself what i need and then you're going into whatever type of relationship whether it's a romantic partnership or friendship not from a place of, I need you. Can you save me? Can you lift me up? I always need your advice. We're codependent. We're trauma bonding. Can you help me figure me out? But rather like, I am stable, secure, confident within myself. I know and love myself so deeply. And I'm just coming in exploring like how do our frequencies line up? Is this relationship supportive for, for my expansion and vice versa? And here's the thing that I've been thinking about a lot. I had I had a conversation recently that was so helpful for me. It was so expansive in that I learned so much about myself. After this conversation, I couldn't stop thinking and reflecting and I had so much to journal on. I'm still thinking about it. And <laughs> and it was so helpful because I because I learned so much about myself and it had nothing to do with anything that was being said. I was just listening to this person talk. And as I was listening to this person talk about themselves, I was just like learning so much about myself. And I feel like that goes back to the power of podcasting, right? And how, how wild is it that you can listen to a conversation where you can't even talk back, right? And through that, learn so much about yourself, be thinking about it for days. But then ask yourself, well, it, it, am I having that same experience with real conversations in my life where like I'm going back and forth? Because if not, I, I think there, there lies a problem. And so this is one of the things with manifestation that is so important. It's like, who are you surrounding yourself with? And I think a lot of people unintentionally, unknowingly settle in relationships because they simply just don't know what's possible. This is where I think, I mean, podcasts are, are great opportunities to find examples for your subconscious of, of what is possible. Like feel the vibration of the conversation that you like to listen to on a podcast and ask yourself, is this in my everyday life with people around me? Because it, it should be if that's what you want. But we also can't force people to meet us there, but we can open up the space. So we can deeply know ourselves, be deeply curious about ourselves. For me, that's the number one thing. I, and I don't have to try to like, make a relationship deep. I don't ever try. I just deeply know myself and I'm very curious about myself. And that makes me naturally curious about everybody around me. And I, I genuinely want to know like everything about everybody because I, I, I want to deeply see them. I, I like having that depth of relationship and, and for people to feel safe, to feel seen. Like I, I want to see them. That's a genuine thing, but that comes from me 
deeply seeing myself. And so if somebody's not curious about you, what does that say about them and their relationship with themselves? Where somebody isn't being vulnerable with you, right? Are they willing to be honest with themselves and be vulnerable with themselves? Notice where you head what you say. Notice where you filter yourself. And who do you feel like you need to filter yourself around? And is that your own story or is that because you felt this evidence that it's not safe? You know, and I think there's something too, I was reflecting on this, like I'm a very vulnerable person and I open up very easily, but there are certain people I just don't (laughs) with. And I've been reflecting on this fine line between where am I self-sabotaging? Because I definitely have a history of that with romantic relationships specifically, self-sabotaging by closing off. But then I was realizing there's this innate thing within me. (laughs) It's called my intuition. I know, wild. Where if there's a piece of me that knows it's not safe to open up here for what, I don't need to know why. I don't need to know why, then I don't. And so I've had to really check in and I've realized there are places where I was making myself wrong and I was telling myself I was self-sabotaging and I actually wasn't. It was like, my body is telling me it's, it's, this isn't safe because look at over here. There's this person that I just like open myself up to because my body knows like this is a safe container, right? And so knowing when you feel like I can't fully open up, where is that your intuition? Versus it, are you self-sabotaging? Are you afraid to really be seen, to be deeply seen, to be heard? Are you afraid of rejection? Are you already anticipating rejection or abandonment? Some of those deeper wounds. So that's something to explore as well. I, you know, It's not all one or the other, but for me, I was realizing, wow, I, I see where there are places where I have self-sabotaged in the past, but then I'm also noticing, I'm noticing connections where it's just so easy. It's just so easy. And then why is it not over here? And that's my intuition telling me like, well, this, this connection over here is clearly good. I should keep going into this. And maybe this one, maybe there's a reason why my body is telling me like, you don't need to open up here. You don't need to open up here. And we don't have to always understand why not everybody's entitled to know everything and not everybody. Like if I'm giving, if I'm opening up and I'm giving somebody a piece of my heart, not everybody knows how to take care of that. And that that is what it is. So it's really honoring your intuition there. But what I'll say is, if you want deeper connections, then hold that vibration. Have those deeper conversations. Get really curious with yourself. Immerse yourself in being very curious about yourself, asking yourself deeper questions, reflecting, being very honest with yourself and sharing that with people you love, sharing that with people close to you. And who in your life is is a safe space. Who in your life do you feel like you can open up with? And that person probably enjoys hearing it. I know for me, because this is how I think, like when, when any of my friends reach out to me and they just want to share anything they've like been pondering about, you know, the deep meanings of life or relationships or anything, uh, personally, like, Oh my God, I realized this about myself and I was doing this. I love hearing that. I'm happy. I love hearing that and talking about that and holding that space. So notice who who you feel safe to be vulnerable with and start spending more time in that frequency of conversation and start to notice who is curious, who is asking me questions, like who genuinely cares. But the thing with cultivating deep relationships is it starts with you and it's your choices. It's your choices to look inward, to get curious and, and to bring that 
that frequency to these other conversations and you know to decide like what what is the depth of connection i want in the relationships in my life and realizing where you're settling you're still going to be craving you're still going to be hungry i mean if you're listening to this podcast you're the kind of person that wants that depth and again that doesn't mean that everything is serious depth and being serious are very different like some of my deepest connections in my life we don't talk about anything serious like we're just total we're totally ridiculous <laughs> but it's, I see you. Like, I see you. I know you. I get you. I'm there for you. And because I see you so deeply, I love you so deeply. And that's a real love. That's not a fake love. And there have been many people in my life who say they love me in whatever context. And I'm like, but do you though? Or is this just a, hey, yeah, I'm there for you if I need you. To me, it's like, you, you got to, for me to really feel that and really receive that, I have to know somebody really sees me and then I'm happy to receive it. And for me, when somebody is curious and asks questions, that's how I know they're seeing me. They're really seeing me, right? And then it's a frequency thing. So, wow, this this was way longer than I thought, but I would love to hear how you felt about this. You know, this is one of the reasons why I love the channel collective membership so much because it is such a safe space and people who are really on the same wavelength and we have conversations like this all the time and people always tell me like how much it fills fills their cup to be in that type of vibration and and you should be able to have deep conversations with everybody in your life in my personal opinion but these are the places we really need to look to to see where are the anchors that are holding me down. This is really core with manifestation. I can't tell you how often the biggest block for people with manifesting is the people in their life. Even if you think it's an unrelated part of your life, they're all still anchors. And you deserve to be deeply seen. You deserve to have deep connections. You deserve to feel like real, real divine love in all types of relationships. It feels really good. It feels like coming back home to yourself. So you do deserve that. All right, I'm going to wrap up this episode here. If you did enjoy it, take a screenshot, share it to social media, tag me, tag Christina the channel pod. I would love to hear what you think and post in the free private forum, christinathechannel.com slash membership. You can sign up there and also check out everything with the channel collective membership, but post in the forum. Let's discuss. Let's continue the conversation. All right, that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll chat with you again next episode.